Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I have to admit, I am amazed and so filled with gratitude that I am sitting here recording my 30th episode for Only Girl on the Job Site. I can assure you, I never thought this would come true. I have tried for years to figure out a way of sharing the knowledge and the love for construction that I have. I have blog posts saved in draft files. It just never felt like me. You know, I had a page on my website that never went live for the blog and it was all prepped and ready. And every time I'd read through them, you know, I would edit it for the hundredth time and just never felt like it should be published. And I think now, now that I have this experience with podcasting, it's because for me, listening to something, hearing the tone and the intonations and the way things are truly being explained makes all the difference. And what I talk about is crazy stuff. I mean, it's not stuff that, you know, you normally sit down with a girlfriend and chit chat about contracts and, you know, what's missing and how to handle, you know, an issue on a renovation project. So for me, the minute I understood the world of podcasts, I thought, finally, I have found my medium and I'm going to try it. Now, trying it and getting through 29 episodes was really nothing I actually had thought through. I just thought I would try it. But you all have been so amazing at giving me feedback. You know, you record these things. I have to admit, I'm in a room by myself recording this. I have no clue what's going to happen to it the moment that my editor hits publish. We all hope it gets listened to. We see some numbers that people are listening to it. We don't know who those numbers are and if it's resonating with anyone. But I have to say this week, I just got the nicest compliments from people, people I don't know, people that I didn't know were listening. And they came in in various different forms. Um, One woman responded to a Facebook post and said that I keep her company while she's driving every week, which is amazing, right? So, and I listen personally, listen to podcasts while I'm driving as well, because I'm constantly in my car and I find it's a little more valuable than just listening to music. And then another woman said she takes on her own projects. I mean, go girl. She actually does the physical work. And she found my podcast through my sister. And she was telling my sister, she said, you've got to tell Renee that I find myself nodding along in agreement. Yeah, that does happen. And oh, you got to watch out for that. And that is just so amazing that someone else is finding value in what I'm saying, because That is my true goal in all of this. I was privileged enough to learn from experienced women who wanted to share their knowledge with me. 
And I feel this obligation to them to share that knowledge and experience with others. And now that there's this whole world of podcasting, it's just insane how many people that you can reach. Now, you know, before podcasting, I could only reach my friends and family, right? My circle and and my clients. And considering I keep a very small studio, I can't take on that many jobs in a given year. So to be able to share what I know and what I've learned over the years with countless people is just truly a dream come true. And so since some of you are just joining now and probably wondering how on earth I got into this whole construction side of the interior design world, I thought I would take a moment to explain how I ended up doing this. I mean, my path was a traditional interior decorating path. My first job in the business was as a senior in high school. I worked for an interior decorator in my hometown, who now, as I look back, was just ahead of her time. She was amazing. And boy, did I get lucky stumbling onto her as my very first employer in this crazy industry. And then I went on to the New York School of Interior Design, where again, I was trained in the traditional forms of interior decorating. We studied furniture and perspective and lighting and color theory and everything that you really truly need to have a deep understanding of in order to be as successful as possible. But looking back, there was one course at that school that really set me up for the construction phase of it. And I didn't get it at the time. So I'm old enough that CAD was pretty new when I was in graduate school, and I'm okay admitting that because I had drafting as requirements in order to graduate. I don't even know if they teach it anymore. I'm sure they have one class or two, but I had multiple classes every year of drafting. And the drafting professor, Joan Peterson, was insanely talented. This woman explained to the class that she had been drafting for so long, she originally worked for the city of New York and she drafted ink on linen. Let that sink in, guys. Ink on linen. I don't think there's a whole lot of room for error when you're drafting ink on linen. Plus, it was a man's world and she was working side by side for the city of New York drafting. I mean, she was the bomb. We knew she was cool. But we had no idea that she was setting up the women in her class to be able to do the same thing, to sit as equals amongst our peers in the industry. And by peers, I mean architects and contractors. And at the time and still to this day, they are historically male-dominated industries. So she taught us to draft everything. Literally everything. I can draft an HVAC plan, sections, elevations, reflected ceilings, the works. And she told us, quite frankly, you are drafting things that you will never be able to legally seal because that is in the architecture licensing. But she said, I want you to be able to sit at these tables as an equal and know what you're talking about and be collaborative from the very first moment. And I'll be honest, I have gotten looks from architects, from contractors, when I am reading plans and asking intelligent questions, and they're giving me that look like, oh, wait a minute, you know how to read those? 
Trust me, I've gotten those looks. I still occasionally get those looks with new architects or contractors that don't know my background. But I had no idea at the time the building blocks that Joan Peterson was giving me. And for that, I will forever be grateful. And fast forward a couple of years in my career in Manhattan, I was looking for a new job as senior designer. And lo and behold, I saw an ad in the New York Times. I I don't even know if they have job ads in the New York Times anymore, but there was a teeny tiny little blurb about a senior designer position at an interior design firm on East 52nd Street. Well, at the time, I was living on 70th Street, and I thought, okay, that's good. I didn't like to go underground, so I liked to be able to walk to work. And Midtown is really the hub of the interior design world uh, for the most part. And so I thought, okay, well, it's worth checking out. So I went in for an interview, knowing nothing about this firm, because again, I'm dating myself and letting you know that this was before the internet. So I could not Google this firm. You just sort of had to ask around and no one had heard of her. This woman, her name was Barbara Halbin Ross, and she was lovely. I went in, we started having a you know traditional interview. We were talking about my experience, my background, my education. And then she started telling me about her firm. First thing she said was that their design aesthetic predominantly was Art Deco. And did I have any experience in that? And the answer was simple. No, I had studied it in design school. We you know, covered all of the major design aesthetics, but I had never worked in it. And I thought nothing of that. I was young. I was in my late 20s. And I thought, no big deal. I've worked for more prominent design firms. I can do Art Deco. Well, boy, did I not know what I was talking about because I had previously worked in very traditional design studios where did English country, French country, things with colors, patterns, lots of layering. And Art Deco is the opposite. It's all about paring down. It's all about simplicity. It's all about the line mixing of woods. And boy, let me tell you, you work all in gray tones and beige tones. And it was so intimidating and yet intoxicating at the same time, because I don't know about you, but when something intimidates me, I want to get to know it more. I want to break it down. I want to excel if I can. And so I saw it as a challenge. And she said, and oh, by the way, we do some construction as well. Literally, that's about how she put it. Oh, by the way. I said, okay, great. And it worked out and I started. And it was a small firm. But boy, did we do construction. I have no idea to this day. I wish I remembered to ask her why on earth she downplayed the construction because most of the work was construction. Our clients were buying the apartment above them, below them, left, right, wherever, and then blowing through. And it was our job. They brought us in to make sense of it all, right? You, you buy two apartments, you're going to end up with two kitchens. You're going to end up with you know, two master bedrooms. You're going to end up with all sorts of things that all need to be reconfigured, restructured to make sense and make it look like a whole. And then, of course, you're in New York City. So you have fire doors that are big, metal, ugly doors. And those can't go away. So you had to be super creative. You had to think outside of the box. And then you have the constraints of working in apartment buildings. And if, and I know interior designers also listen to this podcast. So if you work in apartment buildings, you know what I mean. It is a challenge and really forces you to think in a different way rather than um, pulling up in a driveway to a freestanding home that's not attached to anything. 
And so I learned everything I could from her. She was so good at what she did. She had done this for years. She was so confident in what she did. Nothing phased this woman. We'd run into a serious problem. She wouldn't panic. She wouldn't freak out. She would dig in and say, how are we going to fix this? And lo and behold, we would find a fix. It was an amazing opportunity for me to learn from her. And I just never stopped. At that point, I knew I was hooked. The construction bent my brain in a different way. And if you've been following me, I've talked about this before, that my dad's father was an engineer for the DuPont company, and he built plants for the DuPont company. So I would pour over his plans that he had. He had a drafting board in the basement. I guess he would work sometimes from home. And so that sparked my interest early on. And I just had no idea that all of these little incidences would line up in a row and set me on a different path inside my industry. Now, don't get me wrong. I love decorating and I still do quite a bit of decorating, but I don't think I would feel whole if I didn't do construction in addition to it. It just really fulfills me and it makes my career makes sense to me because the construction side is truly my passion. I think that probably goes along the lines of me being a bit type A and things need to be structured and scheduled. And oh my gosh, God is in the details on a construction site. So that kind of works for my personality and really gets me jazzed. Actually, today I started a new project. It's a small get in, get out project. And actually, I love those because those are really tight and you can't miss a moment on those. And, you know, my contractors make fun of me. I walked in this morning, I was there early, and the guys know me for a long time. And he goes, You're excited, aren't you? And I said, I'm so excited. And I know I'm geeking out on this. And he laughed. He's like, To me, it's another job, Renee. And I said, Of course, it's another job, but it's an opportunity to sort of uncover, unearth. We, we already found something that we didn't expect this morning. You know, that's part of it. And I've got to say, I kind of like that because it challenges me. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a project that runs smooth as silk, you know, no, no surprises, no upsets. Those are good too. But I do like a little challenge. It gives you something to chew on. It gives your brain something to solve, a riddle to solve. And like I learned from this woman, Barbara, there is always a solution. It may not present itself immediately. You may need to ruminate on it for a day or a week or what have you. You might need to do some research to figure out better options, but there is always a solution. And so this podcast, this forum, this course that I've built is my way of basically thanking these women before me who shared their knowledge, who wanted me to succeed in a man's world in a way that that is challenging and in a way that doesn't happen as often as it should. And so I did have someone ask me, they said, well, you know, you, you say you're only talking to women. Of course, anyone is welcome to listen to this podcast. And of course, they're all going to learn. But as a woman, I can only speak from my own experience of watching and witnessing how women behave on job sites when they don't have the knowledge and the skill set, and most importantly, the confidence 
to be a partner on the team that has been built around this project and get away from the service provider and client roles that I think so many people naturally take on. And while I understand why those roles might seem correct, they really truly aren't. And and you're not benefiting from staying in the client role. You need to elevate yourself from the get-go to a team member to allow those other team members to understand that you are there to support them. You are there to understand what they're doing. And you're not just going to sit back and hope for the best at the end. And I really hope you're hearing me on that. I mean, that is how the guys treat me on these projects. They know I am an equal. They know that I am successful if they're successful. They're successful if I am successful. And so if I slack off on my responsibilities, things get missed. Just like if they slack off on their responsibilities, things get missed. So I hope this makes a little more sense as to sort of how I came to where I am and why I'm so passionate to essentially thank the women who trained me and gave me the confidence that I needed to run construction projects and to dig into that side of the industry that can seem intimidating. And this forum, the podcast, the social media, the lives all give me an opportunity to share with so many more people than I would naturally have in my personal world where I live and where I work. So I encourage you, I know people love this podcast. First of all, please, I would love it if you would tell your friends. I do think that there are more people that could benefit from this. Like it, review it online. I would really appreciate that. But also join me on social media. My Instagram account, at Davinia Design, my Facebook, Davinia Design. I am constantly posting content, lives. There's so much coming out on that forum because I can do that every day. I can do that in the moment. I'm constantly on there and also interacting with people more. I would be thrilled if you could join me over on that side as well. I think you'd be amazed and thrilled at how much more content is going on, even on that side, as well as in addition to this podcast. I can't thank you enough. 30 episodes in, I can't wait to see what's going on 30 episodes from now. I love that you're listening. I love that you're telling me what makes this important to you, but also feel free to tell me what you want to hear. I was actually talking to a woman this morning. I was, it was very exciting. I'm being interviewed for an article coming out this fall that I will tell you about more when I can. And as we were talking, I sort of, as I do, I'm sure as you've picked up, I sort of get carried away. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm probably covering topics you weren't going to ask me about. And she said, well, actually, I didn't know to ask you about them, but this is really fascinating. Can you tell me more about this? And I find that happens with me often because to me, it's so normal and natural to talk about. Sometimes I just assume 
everybody knows about these particular areas of a construction project. And so I don't talk about it. So if there's something you are struggling with, or if there's something that you're just curious about, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. I would be happy to dedicate an entire podcast episode to something that's that's really important to you. And I know that if it's important to you or you're curious about it, there are so many others thinking and feeling the same way, or even like today, they didn't know that they needed to hear it or that they needed to learn that aspect. So the more we can share together, the stronger and more confident we will be in our skills to take on that next construction project. And truly, that is the entire goal of this podcast. So reach out to me, shoot me an email, drop me a DM, definitely come join me on social media. Let me know. Come over to social media and say, hey, Renee, I listened to podcast 30 and here I am. And most importantly, you want to join me on social media because I'm going to be announcing something really exciting and I'm going to announce it on those platforms. So you definitely do not want to miss out on that. But until then, I can't thank you enough for joining me. And I really look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone as I assure you we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening and I hope to hear from you soon.